Alright, well, let's get started then. Um, <coughs> okay. All I need from you pretty much is just make sure you don't talk too low so that like, the audio can pick up. Okay. Um, say whatever the fuck you want to say. No filter. Doesn't matter if you cuss. Feds won't hit you. Um, I have a bad mouth, so. You're all good. <laughs> I remember when you didn't use the cuss, so it's even better. <laughs> you were bad. <laughs> yes. You were devout against cussing. And I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> this is awesome. So I'm going to get her to cuss one day. But now you're just sailor. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Yeah, so pretty much to start with uh, who you are, what your name is, a um, little bit about your upbringing. Okay. All right, so uh, my name is Haley Friedman, and I am a college student and I'm about to graduate next month and hopefully become a sign language interpreter which has been my dream since uh, seventh grade and what got you into that I mean seventh grade especially so I went with my parents to back to school night in seventh grade and one of my classmates has deaf parents and so they came and they needed an interpreter and that was like the first time I for one saw deaf people and saw an interpreter I didn't even know what that was and I remember asking my dad like what is that woman doing and he explained like oh there's deaf people here they need an interpreter and I like just couldn't take my eyes off of her and I thought it was fascinating that people communicate with their hands and like that night I went home and looked up sign language and started learning like the alphabet and numbers and colors and I just kind of like taught myself vocabulary and then I really wanted to sign up for ASL classes but in junior high or at least at our junior high they didn't offer it and then I got to high school, and they had one ASL class, but they didn't offer it to freshmen. So I had to wait another year and then started taking classes. Yeah, so it started when I first saw uh, my classmates' parents. Awesome. Yeah, that's good old Kennedy, you know, never having the classes that they actually need to have for Yeah, forever. and they actually don't even have it anymore. Damn. Yeah. Damn. For real, they took it out? Yeah. Was that an Ohlone Connections thing, or was it just regular? Yeah, it was... In a, they hired a teacher from Ohlone to come, so now that there's a shortage, shortage of, te like, ASL teachers, they dropped it, because no one can teach it. That's trash. Yeah, it sucks, but... Are you going to take their place? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Everyone keeps saying, like, why don't you teach it, but I've just never been interested in becoming a teacher. More about like helping the people. Yeah, and there's like a huge controversy about hearing people teaching ASL uh, because, like, you just sort of stepped into it. Yeah, like some people say, like, it's not our language <laughs> for one, and two, um, in general, it's harder, it's like, it's harder for deaf people to get jobs. In general, like I or like hearing people could get any job, deaf people can't really. So uh, teaching ASL is like a really good opportunity for them. So a lot of people think like let them do that job. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even realize. I didn't even think about it like that. But yeah, and like in ASL classes, you learn a lot about deaf culture, and I don't know if I would be comfortable. Like, teaching people about a culture that's not mine, even though I'm heavily involved in it, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, so back to seventh grade. Were you born in California? I can't remember. I was born in Fremont, California. Wait, at Washington Hospital? Yep. Yo, that's lit. So, you were born and raised in Fremont? Yep. And how big is your family? Uh, my family is pretty big. I have three siblings and like a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles <laughs> and they pretty much all live in Fremont or Newark. Damn. Yeah. So you just pretty 
much stacked up in the local area. <laughs> um, would you ever, would you, I mean, based on like growing up in Fremont, how, how would you view Fremont <laughs> since you were born and raised here? I don't know too many people that. I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately. So, born and raised in Fremont, I, I never really thought about it until like probably high school when like all my friends were talking about college and like I can't wait to get out of here for college and like I'm so sick of the Bay Area <laughs> and I actually really wanted to do that too and I thought because I had lived for 17 or 18 years in one house I wanted to like get away mm -hmm. um, but I didn't do that <coughs> so I kind of was like man, like, I hate Fremont. I'm so <laughs> done with it. But I didn't really have a reason. Yeah. I think it's just because I grew up here. Yeah, it felt, I mean, it felt like time was, like, expiring. Like, I should be yeah. somewhere else at this point. And then I recently traveled out of the country for the first time. Late? Where did you go? And I went to Jamaica and uh, the Dominican Republic. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, yeah. Was, how was that, honestly? It was one of the best experiences of my life. Also, one of the most challenging because, um, well, first of all, I am really scared to fly an airplane. <laughs> Wait, where is that on your list of fears? It's up in, like, the top five. Um, and... Thanks for talking at me. <laughs> I don't know. But, um... Oh, well. Just to let you know, if you turn left and then right, you can, like, go toward Pleasant. I don't know if you want to go on the freeway. Yeah, I'll okay. figure it out. All right, but, um, yeah, and then just being out of the country. Like, I had been to Mexico. That right. was the only country. Um, and I was just nervous to be, like, somewhere that I wasn't familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, and... I stayed in hostels, like no hotel rooms, and like straight up like lived with the local people. That's wild. For like two weeks. How did you how did you even get into that? Um so my current boyfriend travels all the time and he was like planning on going on this trip a while ago, but then I met him. So he was kind of like, do you want to come with me? And then it was kind of a last minute thing. Um, but I really, really wanted to, I've always wanted to travel. That's so far. Uh, but I just got into the mindset recently of like, just do it. Because a, a lot of, there you go. a lot of Fuck people. Fuck yeah, Nike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, I feel like, I don't know, a lot of people I know have been like, getting really sick or dying or like in accidents and I, I've been like, I don't know. I've been like, just fuck it, just do what you wanna do, you know? Mm -hmm. So I went on this trip and yeah, it was interesting. Um, people there, you know, don't have running water. Um, they eat the same thing every single day. I remember the first day I didn't finish my meal that this woman cooked for me and she got pissed and she was like speaking to me in Spanish which I don't know but I understood that she was really upset and offended and it wasn't even about like her cooking abilities it was just like you know we don't waste food here you know like right. I felt like right. this is in America that's how I felt because yeah. here as much as I try not to waste, like, if I'm full, like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. um, Isn't that so crazy? Yeah, it is. Like, how Americans just is like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> just wasteful. Yeah, we order it all, but we don't really need it all. Yeah. That's so wild. That's so wild. All right, so, and you you said you were there for two weeks? Yeah. That's so far. Yeah, so then, while I was there, even though I honestly loved it and really, really enjoyed it, I was thinking, like, damn, like... Why was my bratty ass complaining about Fremont, California, you know? <laughs> it's so boring. I mean, it is. Yeah. It is. I, I do want to, like, get out and explore. But the other thing that's really hard for me is that 
that my parent, like I'm so close with my parents. I can't imagine like living f- too far from them. Um, like what's the farthest you would go? Like what's a comfortable distance? I don't know. Maybe like 45 minutes. Okay. So basically you just want to like right in the heart of San Francisco and 1300 for a driveway. (laughs) (laughs) For a driveway. That as I saw somebody post that on Craigslist one time. Are you serious? The biggest slap in the face I've ever seen in my entire (laughs) life from capitalism. Yeah. Disgusting. Damn, 45 minutes. Not even Arizona? You have family in Arizona, though. Yeah, my grandparents live there. But I just... I mean, I guess you can drive. Like, yeah. road trip to visit. But I feel like I don't want to live somewhere where I would have to fly because I hate flying. <laughs> How long was the flight to DR in Jamaica? Um, It was... There was a layover, so I think it was like 10-ish hours. Which most people are like, that's not even that bad. And that's 10 hours in the air or 10 hours just total? In the air. Wow. Something like that. Damn. Yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty long. But it's worth it. Yeah, no doubt. To see other places than uh, the United States. Yeah. What's your uh, what's your dream destination? Ooh. Um, right now, like... Probably number one on my list is Greece, or just Europe mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, damn. Yeah, and I'm trying to go to Thailand this summer. Really? Yeah. How long you want to do that for? Um, three weeks. Any specific purpose or just to go see it? Uh, just to go see it, and it's a country that I can afford to go to. <laughs> hey, honestly, I hear you on that. Yeah. I hear you on that. So, like, you said you went and you stayed with the locals for pretty much, what, like, two weeks? Mm-hmm. Um, would you ever, like, consider going into, um, like, ASL abroad? Like, do they have programs for ASL abroad, or is, is that a thing? Like, um, I actually don't know. I have some friends, like, some deaf friends who work in other countries mm-hmm. for, like, one to two years with deaf people, but... I'm not sure how it works because different countries have their own sign language. Right, right. I forgot about that. And um, I only know American sign language, but I don't know. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I, I See, I completely forget, like, like, when you take yourself out of the mindset of, yeah, I only speak English, I feel like an asshole. Yeah. Like, a thousand percent. Because <laughs> if I can only speak one language, it's like, what good am I? It's like I went to I went to Europe and everybody speaks like three different languages. Yeah. Especially in like Amsterdam. I was just gonna say like when you go to other places, I feel like everyone at least knows some English, mm-hmm. and I know nothing. Yeah. Of other languages, yeah. Like I'm just standing there and I feel like I'm just abusing their culture because I'm just, hey, I'm American, adapt to me. What up? Yeah, <laughs> I actually had a moment when I traveled where I felt really uncomfortable because I felt like I just walked up. With my, like, REI backpack and my Nike shoes, you know, it didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, I mean, the people were super nice, Mm -hmm. but I felt like they're probably like, oh, here's another, like, white tourist coming to say that they, like, experienced our country, you know? Yeah, yeah. It feels, yeah, it feels a little like that, but... I'm always, like, super conscious of that, because I'm, it's just, I know how, how it looks, so I try not to play the part as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Alright, uh, taking it back a little bit, you said you're really close to your parents, right? <laughs> yes. What do you What do you think started all that? Like, how did, how did you and your parents become so close? Um, I think just because ever since I was born, they've always been really open and just talked about stuff. And I don't know, maybe... I don't know. They just always. I don't know. We've just always been close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's um, just, I just know it's like super interesting because most people think like you know, <laughs> grow up in the same house as your parents or whatnot. You're like just like automatically close, and I yeah. know that's not the not the case for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say my. I feel like I'm the closest with my parents out of all my siblings. 
and well two of my siblings um are like half siblings so they didn't actually grow up Mm -hmm. with both of my parents but um I feel like I'm the closest I don't know I feel like even out of all my friends (laughs) (laughs) you do have some really cool parents yeah I mean I like top five definitely lucked out they're really awesome yeah. Top five? I'm going to tell him you said that. Top five, for sure. <laughs> Probably top three. I'm not going to lie. Not yeah. going to lie. I mean, I feel really lucky. Um, also, my parents are still married, which isn't the case for, honestly, most of the people that I know. Um, it's coming more more common now, dude. Yeah. So, that's fine. Yeah, no, your parents are definitely top three. You can absolutely tell them I said that. I will. It'll make their life. I'm trying to put. <laughs> I'm trying to put like a ranking together in my head. Like as I said that, <laughs> I'm thinking of all like the cool ass parent couples I know. They're definitely top three for sure. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. All right. Um, so as a kid, you said when you hit seventh grade, you pretty much wanted to do ASL. That was what you had set your mind to. Yep. Um, what you have in mind before that? Before you. Immerse yourself in the ASL world. Um, I didn't really have a specific like career that I wanted to do, but I always knew I wanted to like work with people. Like I've pretty much always known I I never wanted to sit at a desk mm-hmm. every day. I wanted to like be interacting with people all right. the time. And so is that. Is ASL just one of those things where you naturally knew you had a passion for it? Or, like, when did you actually know, like, yeah, this is what... This is for sure what I want to do. This is going to sound crazy, but I feel like I instantly knew. Like, when... After my dad explained to me what that job was, I was like, I want to do... I'm going to do that. Yeah? Yeah. And it's, like, pretty terrifying now that I'm about to graduate and like start actually doing it because I might not like it (laughs) (laughs) and that's not for like every job though yeah which is fine I don't know I'm I think the closer it gets like the more nervous I get yeah I think that's just normal though yeah no doubt no doubt (laughs) so what's the what's the hardest part about it um the hardest thing Number one, I'm going to say just the skill level that interpreting takes because not only do you have to be equally fluent Mm -hmm. in both languages, but you have to, you have to like be on top of it all the time Um, because for example, if you're interpreting someone speaking, Mm -hmm. um, people talk fast and it's not really possible to sign as fast as someone speaks in, in general so yeah. it's just it's just a hard job so how do you like itself. how do you transition that like if they're speaking too fast and you're just like so if you there's like a few things and it depends who you ask you'll get different answers but what I've learned in my program is that you can either um you can either like you always let uh, the deaf person know like just be honest you know I'm not they're talking way too fast mm-hmm. you can ask them always empower them do you want me to um, just give you like the main points of what he's saying mm-hmm. or do you want me to like try to go right ask there. them to slow down yeah. um, but that's another challenge for me too because I don't like to control any type of situation. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean... Like in what sense? Well, I, that's not entirely true. What I mean is, like, I feel like in this specific job, um, we're always taught that we're, like, invisible because we're, like, the voice of someone or we're the... We're representing someone, but really there's interaction going on between two people. Mm-hmm. It's not between you, you're just facilitating it kind of so but if there's any sort of issue um i have to be the one to 
So you're basically like a, me- like a mediator. Yeah. Pretty much. And then you're also interpreting. Yeah. That's so difficult. I feel like I, my... Like, how do you get your mind to handle both things at the same time? Like, like the translation part and then still signing with your hands. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like that'd be super difficult. Yeah, it's hard, especially because when you multitask, you're not doing all the tasks mm-hmm. at their full, you know. Um, best capability. Best capability. Yeah. So it's definitely hard. But I'm excited because I don't, I want to have a job where I'm always having to like use my brain. That might sound silly, but like right now I work as a nanny Mm -hmm. and I actually like clean like this family's house and like pick up their kids and it requires no brain power (laughs) and I feel like such a waste. So like I'm excited to have a job where you're actually like eating (laughs) Yeah, and where I'm useful. Damn, like, if you don't have to take after these kids, it's, like, the easiest nanny job of all time. Yeah. They're the best kids of all time. Shout out to those kids if they ever hear this. <laughs> Haley loves you. <laughs> <laughs> nah. uh, so, yeah, we, we were talking about uh, sign language being the biggest challenge, or sign language having a lot of challenges. What would you say, to this point in your life, is the biggest challenge you've faced? In my life, in not... In your life. Just, it not even has to do with sign language. <coughs> um... Could be challenges. It could be multiple things. Or you could I've, just have the easiest life ever. No. Well, <laughs> I was just thinking, like... Honestly, I have had a pretty easy life. Like, I feel like I am really privileged. Um... But the challengingest, <laughs> most challenging time of my life was probably when I was in a relationship with an abusive person. That was the most challenging. And, yeah. That, so, was, that was, like, the only time in my life where I had seriously negative thoughts about people. In the world. So what's the mindset like when you're in a situation like that? Like an abusive relationship? Oh, what's your mindset like when you're in it? Like yeah. in the middle of it? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so for me, I was in the mindset of like, oh, there's so many things that were in my mind. So, um, For me, it was like, if you don't stay in this, if you don't keep yourself in this situation, um, no one else is going to take care of this person and they could die. Mm. But then that other part of me was like, you need to get the hell out of this situation like now, Mm. like yesterday. (laughs) Um, So I was like going back and forth every day. And it was really hard because I had all my family and friends who could clearly see that it was not a healthy situation and predicting bad things yeah. were going to happen. And, and they were kind of like, you know, encouraging me <laughs> to get out. But of course, it's not. It's not like you can just get up and be like, bye, I'm out. Right. Um... Yeah. Yeah. There's, I just know in like relationships in general, there's a lot that goes into like the investment of the relationship. So that's why I always understand like when people get put in situations like that, everybody's like, oh, just leave. Yeah. But like that's never the case. Yeah. And I actually, um, being the naive Haley that I was, I. Before I was in that relationship, when I would see it or hear about it, I thought the same exact thing. Yeah. Like, and I hate to say that, but it is really what I thought. Uh-huh. Um, like, if you're unhappy, then just leave, like, mm. then do something else. But um, there's a lot more behind it. You feel, like, trapped and stuck. And in a lot of cases, you're actually, you actually feel like you're in danger. 
Um, so, and then also for me, like, I always, <clears throat> more so then than now, I really felt so bad. Like, I never wanted anyone to be upset because of me. Um, but then um, it was at the expense of me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do you think that's something, like, that makes you vulnerable to being taken advantage of? Like, when you invest too much in somebody being mad at you? And you yeah. Like, try to overcorrect, like, oh, okay, whatever I can do to not have them be mad at me. <sighs> yeah, I just feel like <laughs> I've always been such a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And people would tell me, like, <clears throat> you know, if you always try to, like, make everyone happy, you're going to get hurt. And that's definitely happened. Mm-hmm. And I used to want to, like, I used to get mad at myself and be like, why? <laughs> Why are you like this? <laughs> um, yeah. But I feel like that's just who I am. But I've definitely learned how to set boundaries, um, which is a super important thing. Yeah. So how long? How long did that go on for? Mm. <laughs> um. It actually wasn't long. Thankfully, it was a little under a year. I mean, that is long, but... Yeah, I mean, it's still a good chunk of time. Um, I feel lucky because some people are in these relationships for years, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, going through that, what would you say is probably, like, the biggest thing you learned or the biggest, like, eye-opener? <laughs> that you Excuse me. No, you're all good, Um, the biggest thing is that you can't save everybody um because I the way I looked at it to be honest uh with this person I didn't love them I I wasn't in love with them but I felt like I could get them out of this black hole they were in Mm. and looking back I feel like that's so um like egotistical of me like (laughs) oh I can save this person um but that's actually how I saw it like I felt like I have so much patience and compassion for this person and nobody else does. So I'm going to like take it upon myself, kind of like a project. Mm. Um, And I feel like you can't, you can't save a person unless they want to be saved type of thing. Um, So yeah, that's what I learned. Like you can't change people and you can't, save people so don't waste your energy doing it isn't it so funny how like you hear stuff like that growing up and you're just like yeah yeah of course that's such bullshit like you know like like you just roll into it and then you find yourself like starting to do it and you're like all right this should have been obvious but yeah i thought i knew everything no you do know everything (laughs) you're like the number one person i know that does know everything So you're all good, except for having a Hulu account. By the way, I was already asleep by the time you hit me with that. It's okay. We called Taisa. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, basically getting out of that and, and transitioning into the life you have now, like, what are some of the things that make you the most happy about your life and where you're at right now? Um, number one is my my attitude um, not to sound like I have the best attitude, but no, no. I feel like because I have such a like positive mindset, mm. nothing, not nothing phases me, but I honestly feel like I can get through anything because of, um, like how powerful my, I feel like this sounds weird. No, you're all good. Trust me. <laughs> okay. Self-empowerment is great. You're all good. <laughs> Okay, um, yeah, I just feel like I'm not, uh, not that I'm not scared of anything, but I feel like whatever comes my way, like, I got it. Mm -hmm. And I think that is in large part, well, from things I went through, but, um, in large part, thanks to my parents, because they've always taught me that. Yeah, that's, again, that's why your parents are (laughs) taught. They're just... (laughs) 
side note for anybody that listens to this, Haley's parents really are a top three. Like, that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> I'm not saying that to say it. Like, that's real. Um, so, again, Thank shout you. out to your parents. Uh, I got this gum stuck on the stick. Um, <laughs> my bad. Uh, so, yeah, the mindset is where, where it takes you. And so, like, I don't want to keep going back to your past, but, like, when you were in that situation that you were did your positivity sort of dwindle away and that's what sort of got to you or was it it definitely did and I started feeling sorry for myself like why am I in this situation and things like that but um I I also had a lot of support Mm -hmm. from um a lot of different people Mm -hmm. I feel like not everyone is um that fortunate and if, like, I don't know what the case would have been if I was actually alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is it hard, is it harder to reach out in those situations when you know you need help? <coughs> um, or is it something that comes kind of natural to you? I definitely think it's harder. And also in this situation, I felt, like, ashamed of myself. And so I was kind of embarrassed to, like reach out to people and be like, hey, I'm, this is what's going on. Even though people knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, I felt like kind of weak and like, just, yeah, just embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah, because it just, for me, like, whenever I'm an outsider in those situations, like looking in, I really empathize with like the person that's in the situation. <laughs> Just because a lot of people, like I said, they, they look at it as if it's so black and white and mm-hmm. as if it's so simple. Like, oh, yeah, let me just pull myself out of the situation. Let me just ask for help. Yeah. Like, even the th- things that seem simple aren't. Yeah. And I always, simple as they seem. I always thought, because, um, you know, I, I thought I was like invincible or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought you are, that you're bulletproof. <laughs> um, hearing like different stories from friends and other people, I always thought, um, you know, I'm never going to be in that situation because I'm never going to get myself in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was in it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, you know, don't ever brush anyone's stories off like it's nothing mm-hmm. or like it's their fault. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I learned a lot, actually. There you go. From that situation. See, that's what life's all about. Learning yeah. things. Yeah learning things and not being <laughs> opposed to learning things. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I should write that in a book. Open-mindedness. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you definitely should write a book, though. You have a lot of wisdom. I always think about writing a book. I just feel like it's one of those things I'll do eventually, one day, at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. So maybe when I'm like 75, you'll see a <laughs> book come out, and you'll be like, how did I go? Or I'll just be dead, and I'll be posthumous. And they'll nah. put it out later. Uh, <laughs> um... So, yeah, again, fast forward, and now you're um, obviously in a better place, traveling. Um, what are what are your some of your, like, short-term goals right now and, and what you're really going after outside of graduating and, and finding a job? Or it could just be that. Um, that. I mean, that definitely is one of my main goals. Um, mm-hmm. I have a test that I'm going to take in the summer, so just to pass that, um, have a plan for my um, first job. And then also, like I mentioned earlier, just to do more things that I want to do. For example, traveling, which I'm hopefully going to be doing in the summer. Um, I always, I've always been interested in traveling, but I've never had money, a lot of money. Um, And so I always would say, oh, I'll do it later when, when I have a real job and I have money. Right. But then I learned that you can actually travel cheaply and um, even if you're spending a majority of the money you have it's absolutely worth it yeah it's always worth the experience like I don't think I've ever been on a trip where I've been like damn I spent that much money I should have never did it yeah yeah so that's good um there was another question. Oh, I, yeah, I was going to ask you just in terms of, like, what is, how long does the typical, like, if you're getting into ASL and, like, say somebody 
wanted to pursue it as a career like what does the education path look like for that like is it your standard four years or is it beyond that <laughs> um are you saying like someone learning from scratch the language well learning from okay so say like i'm coming out of high school and for whatever reason over the summer i just adjusted and i was like you know what? i really want to get into asl mm-hmm. and like actually learning it getting a degree it's <laughs> um, like the degree path for it so i'm not sure if different schools um have different requirements but for a loney um you're required well let me start by saying you can be an interpreter without um a degree Mm. like anyone can do it so it's like an accreditation thing yeah but if you want to be certified you have to have a bachelor's degree and you have to pass two exams um but anyway at Ohlone you're required to take four semesters of ASL which is two years and then um you have to take some deaf culture and like language like linguistic classes Mm -hmm. um so I feel like you can do that part all in two years Mm -hmm. and then if you want to take an actual like interpreter training program which is what I'm in it's another two years Mm -hmm. Um, but actually I do know there's another college where you can take four years of interpreting. Um, I feel like two years is way too short because (laughs) there's so much to learn Mm -hmm. and I feel like I didn't quite learn enough in my two years. Really? Yeah. Um, but. Because two years is a long time. From start to finish to become an interpreter. If you already have, if you already know some ASL, I would say like, I'm just gonna say five years. Damn, so it's pretty lengthy still. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard. Like for me, um, it took years just to get comfortable with ASL. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know everything there is to know. Yeah. But um, I would say I'm fluent. Nice. But um, once you learn, I mean, it's just like any other language. Say you learn Spanish and you get comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. To translate it is a whole other thing that you have to learn. Right. Um, so, yeah, it takes some time. <laughs> uh, so what would you say, like, in terms of, like, Spanish or, like, a foreign language, what, what do you think is harder? ASL or, like, a foreign language, like, learning Spanish and stuff? Um, is ASL considered a foreign language? Yes, it is. Okay. That's kind of a hard question. I've, I've never learned another spoken language. Mm-hmm. Um, but ASL is definitely hard because it's different. It's visual. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not like you're taking one language and just speaking it into another language. You have right. to, like, set it up in space. I don't know if this is going to make sense. Um because you haven't taken ASL. Yeah, well, I, yeah, no, I have just very limited knowledge of ASL. Yeah, um, I would just say it's really different because it's visual. It's all on your hands, and it's different, like, grammar than English. Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah. is a really random one-off question. Okay. And by no, like, I'm, like, 100% <laughs> con- like serious when I ask this question. Okay. I'm not taking it lightly or, like, trying to joke when I ask it. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a case, well, I'm sure there's cases, but, like, say somebody, a deaf person, like, ASL, obviously fluent, but, like, what if they're, like, an amputee and they don't have one of their hands? Um, okay, that's a good question. If they have one of their hands, they will sign with that hand and everyone else will just have to... And it can still, like, be true. It can still make sense. Okay. Um... It might be, it will be more difficult, but if they didn't have two hands, I honestly don't. They would have to communicate, obviously, in a different way. Mm. Okay. But I've never met anyone like that, so I'm not sure. Interesting. Yeah, no, I don't know why that just popped into my mind, but that was just like a thought of mine. But if you do run into that person, let me know how I'll that experience I'll definitely let you know. I definitely <laughs> want to know that. Um, all right, so fast forward to... Um, like I said, future and, and where your your outlook is. Um, obviously, you want to do some traveling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but like dream job what what would be your dream job whether it be ASL or <coughs> otherwise um I actually don't know so my dream job has pretty much always been to be an interpreter but I don't know specifically for what like I've never had that in my mind I I feel like my dream as of right now is just to be an interpreter in general just allow people to communicate with each other um and honestly another dream is to be able to um support myself so I don't always feel guilty that my parents are still supporting me um yeah I don't have a specific like dream job right now a dream like you know yeah I'm telling you I've heard that question so many times like since graduating yeah I'm just like dude like how how do how do I don't it's more hard for me to pinpoint something that I'm like yeah that's the dream job yeah sure like that's it then it I feel is. like that's rare. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, I'm more surprised when people are able to tell me, like, something, like, directly. But, fair enough. Um, so, typically, what I like to do towards the end is just talk about, in terms of, like, the future and stuff like that, um, just, like, where the mindset is. So, like, out of... So, I had pretty much asked, like, three questions. So, if your life was... Um, you know, like say you lived an entire life, right? And your life has been fulfilled. You lived, you died. Say when you like die, you you get to look at like a timeline of your life. Like you just get to see it out in front of you. Um, if you were to die and you were to see this timeline and at the end of the day, you were able to say, oh, I lived a successful life. Like that mm-hmm. life was a success. Mm-hmm. What would that look like? What would a successful life look like for you? Woo! Um, (laughs) I think it would look like mm, not specific things that I could check off. Like, I did this, 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 and this. Uh But if all along the way I was, like, genuinely happy, which I currently feel genuinely happy. Mm -hmm. I honestly do. If I can maintain that I would be 100% satisfied with my life just pure happiness yeah yeah I hear you um and so on the flip side of that same thing like you were looking at a timeline in your life after you lived and you passed and you looked at it and you said wow that was I failed like I failed what would failure look like hmm. um <coughs> I guess if I didn't if I didn't sorry I need no, to collect good. my you're thoughts good. you're good take your time take your time um okay a, a huge thing for me in life is just like respecting people so I feel like if I didn't do that and I treated people like shit, <laughs> sounds kind of obvious. No, but <laughs> you'd be surprised how unobvious it is these days. True, but if I didn't like treat everyone with respect, honestly, and like just wasn't nice to people, mm-hmm. I would be completely disappointed <laughs> with my life. Honestly. I feel like if you have a foundation like that to set your life on, I feel like you're on the right track. Like, I feel like you can't really sway off of your mark. Because most people, like I said, it's just surprising how much there is, like, a lack of respect for just other people in general. Mm -hmm. It's so wild. And I don't know if it's always been this way or if it's being, like, heightened now. Yeah, I always wonder if it's always been this way and I'm just more aware of it now. Yeah. It seems like it's just all the time. You're like, wow, what the hell is, like, what are wrong with these people? Yeah. But, you know. Um, another thing I like to ask, too, is, okay, so most people have, obviously everybody has fears, right? You grow up having fears of 
pets. I mean, not pets. I hope you don't have a fear of your own pets. No. <laughs> but have pets are like uh, fears of like snakes and animals and situations, flying planes and stuff like that. Um, what's your absolute biggest fear? And it doesn't have to be physical. It could be mental. It could be anything. Um, 100% it's people that I care about dying without knowing how I feel about them. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty good. So how do you, I mean, how do you go back, go about avoiding that? Well, <clears throat> I feel like... I don't know. I, I mean, I still do this where, like, I'll see friends or family and just have really surface-level conversations and, like, have small talk with them. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like... I mean, not to get too deep here, but, like, what if... As deep as you want. Just keep digging. <laughs> just keep going. What if you go to that family gathering or friends gathering and you have, like, a meaningless conversation not that all of those surface level conversations are meaningless but I mean what if you know and then that's the last time you see them you know like yeah Yeah. (coughs) I mean because you truly do never know when you're going to see somebody again yeah like it's really that that simple yeah as much as we take it for granted so like in trying to avoid that like how often is too often to like when at what point do you feel like all right this is uncomfortable like unusual yeah well i mean i don't always like <laughs> like set up a meeting with someone and be like okay we're gonna have a and deep conversation this is on the agenda but yeah, no. if i happen to see people or be with people or go somewhere you know mm-hmm. um then i want to make sure i'm like super present with them right and does this make sense? Yeah, no, it okay. 100% makes sense. You're on the right track. Yeah. So is it a matter of, like, just telling them that, like, you love them or you, like, like them in your life? Because I, mean, I always yeah. wonder about this, too, like, personally. I'm like, I really do want to tell people more and more often, like, how they make me feel and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But you don't just but go up and say it Yeah, like, just hella randomly, like, yeah. what Because I feel like most people are just like, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing's wrong. This shouldn't be... It shouldn't be a matter of something being wrong for me to tell you that I appreciate you. Yeah. Well, I think it's not completely about always telling someone, like, this is what you mean to me. I love you so much. But just showing it by, um, I don't know, just, like, showing that you really care about that person. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is something I need to work on. Yeah, no. Um, All good. But... I don't know. I've never actually said it, so it's hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know, because I feel like, for me, I'm just going to stick with the family gathering situation. I feel like sometimes when there's, like, another event, I, like, roll my eyes, and I'm like, it's so boring. I don't even want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get there, and, like, I'll just be on my phone, or I'll just eat, and then... <laughs> You know, like leave or something, which sounds really bad. But yeah. I, what I want to do is like take advantage of all those opportunities to like get to know my family more or something. Um, like maybe it could be asking a, a relative about their childhood or something. Yeah. You know, because I feel like every time I see. Uh, my aunts and uncles or something it's always the same thing like hi how are you good mm-hmm. you how school you're almost done bye yeah. every single time yeah. isn't it crazy like how little <laughs> you know about most of your family members like childhood and stuff like that yeah I always wonder that like especially my grandparents cause like I'll talk to my grandparents and then they'll just mention something like from their childhood and I'll be like yo I really don't know too much about your childhood yeah like I assume I know you really well and I don't know too much about like 60 years of your life. Yeah, and then or, like, I feel 50 like years of your life. I feel like I should really talk to you more. Yeah, hey, let's start a dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel that. I feel that. And it's tough. How many how many family events do you have like per year? Um, we have a lot. We have 
like for every single person's birthday we get together and then we have like all the holidays and like I said we mostly all live um in Fremont or Newark so it's pretty frequent mm-hmm. and do you see yourself like staying local like when you do end up working um I do I've I feel like I'll definitely stay in California. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll necessarily stay in the Bay again. I don't want to be too far from my parents. Right. Um, that makes sense. But I don't see myself living in another state. Mm-hmm. Um, but never say never because if I um, can't afford to <laughs> live here, then I might. But. But that's the hardest part about leaving. Like if you leave, like you basically just rule yourself out from coming back. That's true. Like you're just priced out. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna stay in California. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. That's for damn sure. Um, Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know if I have any too many questions. Pretty much hit on a lot. Um, Any last words you want to say to anybody that might listen to this? Um. Wisdom <laughs> that you want to just impart on these people. I would love to. Um, quick recap. Stay positive. There you go. And when it's really hard, don't be afraid to reach out to people because I feel like that's what we're here for, just to help keep everyone afloat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are what are your your tips for? knowing when to actually reach out like finally do it um i feel like don't there is no right or wrong time if you if you feel like you're struggling just do it again just do it there you go nike. back to nike yeah. um and of course it's easier said than done mm-hmm. but i feel like you know what if i hadn't reached out mm-hmm. um things would have been a lot worse for me so don't feel um, ashamed because people in general are not going to look at you and think oh my god that person needs help like mm-hmm. what a loser like no yeah. one especially not in your close circle yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and people don't want to see their close friends getting hurt so right. yeah right. well honestly I think that's a lot of wisdom that's a lot of wisdom you've just dropped on the people in general. In <laughs> I'm happy life. to share it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it for me. Um, okay. Thank you for doing this, of course, as always. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate the conversation. And we do have to catch up sometimes, so you can tell me how much you appreciate me and how much you love me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs>